0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 18th of March. In your Squiz today, South Australia heads to the polls, China feeling the pressure over Ukraine, how much you need to retire, and new emojis. This is your Squiz today. It's been a hot minute between elections, Claire, but with South Australia heading to the polls this weekend, there's plenty to see for election watchers. For starters, the polls are pointing to a change of government from the current Liberal government. And of course, there's a federal election looming, so the results
1: will be closely watched. Let's get our bearings though. Claire, take us through who's who. So the Premier in South Australia is Stephen Marshall. He is the leader of the Liberals and they swept into power in 2018 and that ended 16 years of labour in government. He was really hailed as a bit of a hero for the Liberals, uh, but he has had a difficult year. There were three Liberals who became independents last year and that put Marshall into a minority position in that 47-seat assembly. So yeah, he's... He's really got it in front of him to win all the seats that he currently has, but also get enough to get over the line. Going up against him is Labor's Peter Malinowskis. He is 41 years old. He's a really fresh face for the Labor Party in South Australia. You can imagine after 16 years in government, there was a fair bit of a clean-up to happen after they lost government. And Malinowskis has really done an incredible job in the last six months to really put himself and the Labor Party into contention to win this election.
0: Okay, so we've got who's who. Next to look at are the issues shaping the election. No big surprise, perhaps, here, but COVID and the handling of the pandemic has Marshall under a lot of pressure.
1: So South Australia was doing pretty well around the pandemic. It had only endured one six-day lockdown in the whole pandemic since the start of 2020. So Marshall was going quite well when it came to public sentiment around his handling of the pandemic. The border, though, was opened on the 23rd of November and the very next day Omicron was declared a thing and we know what happened there. So Mm -hmm. uh, in South Australia, like around the country, case numbers rose. The health system came Came under quite a bit of pressure. South Australians have really punished Marshall for that, it seems. Uh, He has dipped in the polls and Malinowskis, who has really taken a bipartisan approach when it comes to COVID and has backed the government in what they have done to keep their residents safe. Uh, He says that it's been a bit of a calamity over summer.
0: We'll have to wait and see what happens. It doesn't sound like we'll have results by Saturday night, though. Long time and will know, Claire, that you usually pair a drink with your election watching. What's your drink of choice this time?
1: Uh, I've got it lined up. It's a Claire Valley Riesling. Oh, that's very nice. How good does that sound? Sounds lovely. I thought you might
0: go with um, <laughs> tequila. It's World Tequila Day on Saturday. So tequila sunrise is what I had you pegged for, but uh, a nice reasoning sounds a bit better, actually. <laughs> On to the latest now in Ukraine, and there are more reports of Russia targeting civilians with a the theatre in Mariupol heavily bombed. It's thought that around 1,200 civilians, including children and the elderly, were sheltering there.
1: And it is more evidence, critics say, that Russia is targeting civilians. It adds to the places like hospitals, churches and apartment buildings uh, that Russia has been criticised of targeting. And it seems that hundreds, if not thousands of civilians have been killed. There is hope, though, for those in this theatre. Uh, the hope is they were in the basement and it seems this morning that some survivors are coming through and out of that basement. So that's good news. Uh, on the talks front. United States President Joe Biden is going to speak to Chinese President Xi Jinping today. Uh, Of course, China has come under quite a bit of pressure this week to step up against their mates, Russia, and really ask them to back down in this Ukraine war. Analysts say
0: that China has to try to reconcile the irreconcilable, preserving that strategic partnership they have with Russia, while not damaging their policy of territorial integrity and withstanding, as you say, the global pressure that's coming upon them to say something about the situation. Back home and good news on the jobs front for Australia with unemployment down to an equal record low of four
1: percent. It's
0: been 14 years since it's been that low
1: an incredible result for our economy uh, and I think we can expect to hear Treasurer Josh Frydenberg particularly today of course the hope was as we came out of COVID uh, and the lockdowns and the slowdown on our economy that things would bounce but a record low uh, unemployment rate of 4% really is quite an achievement uh, what they say is that when we look at February there's 77,400 extra people who were employed. The data is also
0: showing that participation is at a record high 66.4 percent of Australians aged over 15 were either in work or looking for it from the workforce to the question of retirement and more specifically how much you should have in your super or your nest egg to retire comfortably it's a saying that you need a million bucks to retire but that's a myth that's being debunked Claire
1: It has by Super Consumers Australia, they're an outfit that are attached to Choice, the consumer advocacy group. Uh, They've run the numbers and they say that you don't really need a million dollars, that if you want an annual income of around $73,000 a year, which they say is a very high expenditure household, uh, then you do need a million dollars. But it says that couples who just want to live an average kind of life, spending not all that much, then you might only need some. Somewhere in the range of sort of three hundred and sixty to $250,000 in superannuation.
0: There is a bit of a big but, a bit of a catch here though. The modelling does assume that retirees own their own home. Of course, when you add rent or mortgage payments, it does cause really high rates of financial stress. We love a new emoji update, and there are 37 new ones released in this round. A few notable ones, Claire. The
1: melting face has got to be right up there. I was talking to some friends last night. They're really excited about the melting face one. I think it's the emoji that I use the gritted teeth for. That sort of <laughs> sense of frustration. Uh, I think melting face though is kind of the yeah, completely brain explosion kind of thing. It's a, a line to that one. I think. Uh, also, when you look at what on the agenda there's a disco ball i plan on using that a bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh there's that iconic hands shaped into a heart symbol uh and one that i think is going to get a bit of use to an actual troll (laughs) will be also in the emoji list (laughs) i'm very disappointed though larissa let me guess No white wine emoji. No white wine emoji. (laughs) I just don't understand. (laughs) It really does me. I just don't understand. When you say you want to go and have a drink with a friend, I don't drink red wine. I drink white wine and I can't put the white wine emoji in and the red wine emoji doesn't work. Neither do the cocktail ones It's
0: uh, yeah. What are they thinking Give the people What they really Really <laughs> want Guys I think the melting face Reminds me of Getting off a zoom call Actually Yeah Where you're smiling one. And then your smile goes So <laughs> That's what I'll be using it for So many applications <laughs> A packed Friday lights this week, Claire. First up, you're finally using
1: your madeleine pan. You might need to explain what a Madeline is. Oh, dear. A Madeline is like a small cake and it's in this sort of distinctive shell shape and can be quite sweet. Um, but I like the savoury ones and there's a recipe that's a dual dupley recipe that is packed with blue cheese. So it's really good for that white wine that I can't send an emoji about <laughs> uh, for an <laughs> afternoon nibble on a weekend. So, yeah. Get your Madeline pan out and give the recipe a go. There's
0: also a recommendation for the show Severance. That's on Apple Plus, as well as a link to a guide to buying jeans right up there with swimwear and the shopping horror stakes. I reckon. So it's mm. a good one to check out. All in the Squiz Today newsletter, or I'll pop links in your episode notes
1: squiz the day Claire or across the weekend what's something to take note of uh you've already covered national tequila day for Mexico Mm -hmm. Uh, so take that off the list uh today is world sleep day I do plan on doing a bit of that tonight I have to say Yes, Friday afternoon into Saturday is a good day in Squizland.
0: Love catching (laughs) up on our sleep. Uh, For me, Saturday is the 90th anniversary of the opening of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, quite the iconic landmark for us here in Australia. And also Sunday is the International Day of Happiness, so a couple of good ones to note across the weekend. That's about all from us today. Have a good Friday, have a good weekend, enjoy celebrating World Sleep Day however you like to take your naps, and we will be back. Back with you on Monday. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show, and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realize you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in.